Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Texas Tales podcast, the show where we talk about Texas history and enjoy ourselves a cocktail or two. I'm Ryan. And this is Tracy. Why don't you pour yourself a drink and join us for what we're sure will be a stimulating, partially factual Tales About Texas. So with Halloween a week out, yep, it got me thinking. All of the different like superstitions and things that make up what is Halloween, right, are very fascinating to me. And I thought, okay, so are there things that are specific to Texas necessarily? Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. And so, so I, I know there's tons of superstitions out there. Right, right. So I started kind of digging into it a little bit and I found a couple articles that I think were very fascinating. One of the things that I thought was pretty fascinating is... And it's not something that I necessarily think about, but it's what you and I talk about a lot through the different podcasts that we've done, is that Texas is really made up of like a conglomeration of different groups that migrated to Texas, right? So whether it was people from Louisiana, people from Spain, people from Mexico, people from the states over in, you know, uh, the colonies coming this way, and really from all over, from Germany, from Poland, from Czechoslovakia, whatever, people have migrated to Texas over the centuries and have put their roots down. Yep. And those different people have brought over their traditions, their superstitions and those different things. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And over time, it's kind of created this web of superstitions that make Texas kind of what it is. It's so what unique. you're saying is they're coming here, they're bringing their own beliefs probably their own religions and with those probably their own superstitions as well yes and obviously because it's back in the day when they came over and when they settled uh, here in texas and put their roots down a lot of the superstitions that i kind of came across seem very obscure and very outdated obviously of course not necessarily something that you and i would know about these days or would think about these days Uh, but back then i can see it being uh, a very big part of their day-to-day because they're very agricultural you know, they're oh, living yeah. from the land. They're very in tune with the weather. And I'm also thinking like they're living way out by themselves. Like I'd be scared as hell if I'm sitting out there in the pitch black in some cabin somewhere. Yeah. So I've asked you this before. Have you seen The Village? No. The M. Night Shyamalan movie? Mm-mm. Okay. I always think of villages back in the day mm-hmm. as The Village from M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> because it is legit. Like it's one of those things where you hear something go bump in the night and to me, your imagination just runs wild. Yeah. And it could be anything, right? And so you start seeing witches or there's ghosts or whatever the case may be, right? It's just the boogeyman. So today's episode is all about the stuff that scares me? It's a list of Texas tradition, superstitions, and things that go bump in the night. So things that are probably going to protect me from all the things I'm scared of. Yeah, basically what people would use to either ward off different things, whether it's ghosts, witches, some of it is advice, what oh, not to do. Sure. Right. If you were to see a grave or come across a cemetery, things like that. Oh, well, let's get into it. Yeah. I'm excited. So how do you feel about ghosts? I love ghosts. Yeah. We've done some ghost episodes in the past. Ghosts don't scare me. Yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost? No. Okay. Well, had you seen a ghost? I might be scared. One of these superstition remedies, I guess you could call it, would help you ward off a ghost. 
So what you're doing is you're preparing us, the audience, yes, all the listeners out there. Should you over the next week, and even on Halloween next Monday, see a ghost? These are the things that you can do. Oh, to like ward off the ghost? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ghost be gone. Here we go. Educational. I love this. The first thing you can do is you can carry a lump of bread in your pocket when walking in the dark. It will serve as an offering to the ghosts. Because ghosts like bread? Yeah. A lump of bread. I think that's common knowledge. The lump of bread in your pocket is common knowledge. I think most people know this. And that's how I get my dogs to like me. (laughs) I'm not sure that's going to ward off a ghost. So the ghost eats and they're gone. Yeah, I think that basically they go after the bread instead of you. We're off to a great start on this list so far. The next thing that you can do if you see a ghost is walk around it nine times and it will disappear. (laughs) Now listen, I didn't make this up. These are tried and true Texas superstition traditions. These are well known throughout Texas. If I saw a ghost, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that my first reaction is going to be to walk around it once, much less nine times. Yeah, and also, is the ghost going to stand still long enough for you to be able to walk around it nine times? Even the ghost might be confused at that point. The ghost is like, listen, man, what are you doing? This guy does not care. This this guy's weird. I'm going to leave. This is a true list. This is an actual list of somebody who's done some research on this. Of Texas superstitions. This is specifically Texas superstitions regarding ghosts. And we're going to go on from here. So, okay. so don't go anywhere. We're, all, we're going to move on to witches here soon. I don't think I have a choice. The third thing that you can do, should you see a ghost, if you can't walk around it nine times, crow like a rooster. The theory is that ghosts don't wear watches and they'll flee if they think that daylight <laughs> is coming. Yeah, if you do that, the ghost is not going to go anywhere. Oh, you got to do it more real than that. I think a little bit more, yeah. Let's hear your rooster. I don't know that I have a rooster call. (laughs) It's a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. So if you crow like a rooster. According to this list. Again, don't go and try and do this. Do roosters crow? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Sure. You've heard a rooster in the morning. But is it crowing? I don't know what the actual term is for it. I think it's cock-a-doodle-doing. Well, I think that's a cartoon. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So, first of all, let me count these down. Mm-hmm. So, first, we have to have a lump of bread. Yep. Second, walk around nine times around the ghost. and It'll flee. And if, the third is, to really work. confuse the ghost, yes. is pretend like it's morning and crow like a rooster. Yeah, basically just act like an insane person. Okay. And the ghost is going to be so weirded out that it's going to leave you alone. Not messing with you. Right. And the last and final thing that apparently is tried and true, should you see a ghost, is never slam a door. You might hurt a ghost who will haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm not making it up. This is on the list. So the other ones are going to ward off the ghost. Mm -hmm. This is something not to do if you see a ghost. It's more preventative, I think. Yeah, we don't want to come back multiple times. Right. Okay. So that's four things if you see a ghost to do or not to do. Well, they're helpful. They're helpful tips. I I appreciate it. Right. I don't know if they necessarily work, but according to this list, these are things. this is old Texas lore. Old Texas superstitions. Okay. That's right. Now, next thing is, if you're convinced that witches exist on Halloween, here are some things that you can do to remedy it, okay? If a witch somehow infects you with a spell, drink water from a running creek using a cup made of cypress wood for nine days straight. Nine again. Yeah, there's that number. Do you have a cup made of cypress wood? I don't. You better go get one. I was trying to think what would be the worst thing that a witch could do to me. The other downside is I don't think we live near a creek that you're going to want to drink the water out of. Not the one behind the house. 
All right, so maybe we uh, maybe we skip to the second one. Let's see what the second one is. Bury a knife under your doorstep to protect your home from witches who supposedly cannot pass over cold iron. That seems more doable. Burying a knife? Bury. Un- bury. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe under I, your doorstep? Maybe I just put it under the... Uh, the welcome mat? The welcome mat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Never mind the little trick-or-treaters that are coming up. Witches do not like to walk over cold steel. Cold iron. Cold iron. Yeah. That's apparently uh, a thing. Okay. So, give it a shot. I would rather do that than drink water out of a cypress cup from a creek nine times. Nine straight days. Just saying. Yeah, nine straight days. Witches also hate brass, apparently. So, to prevent a witch from making your milk cow go dry, make a bell out of brass and hang it around the cow's neck. Well, that's an interesting one. Because I feel like... Wait, so the first portion of this list was not interesting? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's the most interesting so far. There you go. Okay. Because I think that I can put together like a cow with a cow bell and around the neck. And if that's really where it came from, that's very interesting. Yeah. Think about that. Is that well, where that whole thing comes from? Yeah. More cowbell. And also the cow, the dairy cow, I mean, that's probably not only a source of, I don't know, possible income for you. Yeah. But it's also uh, something your family's drinking. Yeah. Which is weird also, in, by the way, it's in itself. Do you remember in our first season when we did the list of laws still on the books in texas today and it is illegal to milk another man's cow or woman milk another (laughs) man's woman (laughs) milk another milk another person's cow oh got it (laughs) all right moving on things to do should you be worried that a witch is around you can put a witch's nail or hair clippings in a small glass bottle Burying the bottle will break it, break the witch's spell. Hanging the bottle in the fireplace will keep witches from flying into the room. And placing the bottle in a fire will kill the witch. Okay, so, so this- if I happen to have a witch's nail and hair clipping around from the last time she visited me. I can, I can picture some people that I would presume are witches. That I'd be like, you know oh, what? I know a lot of witches. Right. I'm going to go out and I'm going to snag a nail... Which is a weird thing to say. Hold still while I clip right. this. <laughs> or, or snag a piece of hair. Yep. And then do one of these things to try and... Uh, Repeat it again. So if I off. have it, what do I do with it? You kind of lost me with so the, what you've There got. apparently is three different things depending on what you're trying to do with this said witch. Burying the bottle will break the witch's spell, whichever spell you think that she's cast on you. Okay. Hanging the bottle in the fireplace will keep witches from swooping into the room. That makes sense to me. A la Santa Claus. Yep. And then finally, placing the bottle in a fire will actually kill the witch. I have like pictures of Hocus Pocus in my mind right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. It's a great movie. Bette Midler. You, I know you've never seen it. Never seen You're it. You're not a movie guy. First of all, I'm not a Halloween guy That's and I'm not a Bette Midler guy. Yeah, I don't understand you. Question. Hey man, where'd you get that sweet Texas swag? Answer. Independence Trail Retail Company. Independence Trail Retail Company is a premium brand retail company headquartered in Houston, Texas. Our faith, along with our heritage, are at the core of who we are as a company. Guided by these core values, we aim to provide high quality products that tell a story and testify to the richness of our shared history as Texans. Over time, we will continue to add quality products in a wide range of categories that will include 
men's and women's apparel, glassware, leather goods, decor, and accessories. For now, go check out the website at www.independencetrailretail.com and treat yourself to some sweet Texas swag. Hey guys, ever want to feel like a kid again? Well, we've got the answer for you. Introducing E-Riders, the first adult single-person electric vehicle. These things are badass. Yes, they are electric, but crazy powerful, rugged, sleek, and can travel 12 miles on a single charge. Whether you plan to cruise around the neighborhood in style, ladies, hit the beach, or quietly get in and out of your deer blonde, like I do, these fat tire scooters are the way to go. No tax, title, or license required. However you plan to use them, pick up one today. Support E-Riders, a Texas small business. That's E-R-I-D-E-R-R-S.com. That's right. Two R's in E-Riders. Financing available. Go pick up one today. Next up is Graves. G-R-A-V-E-S. Graves, like a cemetery. Wait, we moved from ghosts to witches and now we're at Graves? Yep. Okay. So this is apparently um, something that East Texans are well aware of. It specifically calls East Texans out in this specific list. The first thing is, don't point at a grave or your finger will rot off. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had the whole thing where like you hold your breath as you're driving by a grave? Always. Yeah. Do you still do that? Yeah. So sometimes... I, I do it secretly, though, because I'm grown up now. I know. And I'm like... <laughs> so I'll be in a car like full of people. Yeah, like your family, my and I'll family. I'll do it. And right. I'll totally play it off like I'm just normal, not, you know, not no big deal, but I'll be holding my breath. Yep. Yeah. That, by the way, isn't on this list. So we're just apparently doing that for no reason. <laughs> sure, we're throwing it in there. Right. The second thing that you uh, aren't supposed to do is don't count the number of cars in a funeral. Apparently it's bad luck. Hmm. Next up, and the final tip, is always pick a rainy day. Well, hold for- on real quick before you go on to the next one. Okay. What am I counting the number of cars would be one? Listen, man, this is something you don't do in East Texas. Have you ever thought about your own funeral? No. How many people? <laughs> why, why would I think that? I think of it all the time. Why? Because I wonder how many people are actually going to show up. I would say for me, zero. I'm thinking I maybe have whatever family I have left there. Yeah, but I also don't necessarily care. I mean, what, I mean, maybe I, so I, to me, the funeral is more for the. Them? Yeah. The, the, the ones that don't show? The surviving members. Okay. Right. For the people that are still here. For me, I'm like, whatever. So are you going to like leave instructions for your funeral? Yes. You're going to have like a procession of three? I want it to be a party. Yeah. Sure. I want people to wear Hawaiian shirts. Well, I don't know about that. I don't wear Hawaiian <laughs> shirts, but I think of Hawaiian shirt, I think of a party. That doesn't make any sense. You don't wear them. I mean, you want people to, you want people to wear them I want other funeral? people to wear them. But they wouldn't be, they'd be like, oh, we're wearing these Hawaiian shirts because Tracy loved Hawaiian shirts. They'd be <laughs> like, no, for some reason he wanted us to wear, have a luau at his gravesite. So the final thing... Is this it? According to East Texans... Is this the last of your list? No, for graves. Oh. The the last thing regarding graves, according to East Texans, is that you should always pick a rainy day for a funeral so that the deceased will go directly to heaven. I don't know why. I'm assuming maybe like that's a conduit, water. Yeah. Maybe it makes it easier. Yeah. Let's go with that. I'm going with that. Okay. Next up, we have black cats. How do you feel about black cats? In person... like Okay. So general... I'm not a big fan of cats. I'm not a big fan there. of cats. There may be one cat that I'm a little bit more attached to the other, and it happens to be black. So I'm very interested in this list. Okay. It's not that I don't, I don't necessarily mind cats. It's just that they're all, they, they they're, always look at you like they have an agenda. They are peculiar little creatures. Strange things. Yes. <laughs> 
So apparently, deadly diseases can be given to a child by a black cat sucking its breath. And this, again, is, I think, something a out of Hocus Pocus. A black cat sucking the child's breath. Yeah. So if you had you seen Hocus Pocus, you would know all about Binks, the cat. Oh. Who actually ended up being an actor on NCIS. The cat was? The actor who played the cat. <laughs> okay. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real, real fun fact. <laughs> Next up on the black cat list, if a baby plays with a black cat, it will have worms. Every cat hair it swallows will become a worm. I believe that. Yeah. There's, I believe that. Gross. Every time around a cat, something gets in my eyes, and it makes my eyes itch. And I just assumed that would happen if a baby ingested hair. Worms. Worms. Next up. Kill a black cat on Halloween, and you'll have seven years of bad luck. Like if you shattered a mirror. Or walked under a ladder. You can just add that to the list. But only on Halloween. Yeah. So I'm not saying that everyone can kill cats. We're just saying don't do it on Halloween. You have 364 other days in the year that you can do it. (laughs) And then finally for the black cats here, we have if a black cat meows on your porch or near a window, a death will soon occur in the family. It's like a bad omen. Oh, come on. Yeah. Only on Halloween or any time throughout the whole year? No, it's only Halloween. Texans are weird. Yeah, I don't know where these came from, but think about it. I I think we've moved on from East Texas. This is just more general in nature. Yeah, so the Graves specifically called out East Texans. This is just general Texan folklore, and it's pretty fascinating because... Well, a cat is always going to meow at your door or your window because they want in. Well, you know, there's a whole thing about like black crows or a bad omen. Yeah. In general, I think like con around you. So have you ever seen, this is, we're totally jumping topics here, but have you ever seen <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life? Of I course. Know, okay. It's not your favorite. Not it's, my favorite. It's my favorite. It's Christmas a little Christmas. slow build up. But in that there's a lot of symbolism. One of the things is the black crow that basically is on the counter and they can't get rid of it. And yeah. that's like the same day as like the market crashes and it's yeah, a whole big thing. That's a bad omen. The next thing is like a squirrel lands on George Bailey's shoulder and that's a whole symbolism thing. Like that means something. This is just one of those this is one of those things that people did in the back. You're jumping around from back Halloween to Christmas, like, back and forth. Just trying to give you a little bit of reference I like to it. it. Yeah. So apparently if a black cat meows on your porch near a window just start basically calling, create a uh, phone tree and call the relatives, call the friends. Let everybody just, know. Just see what's going on. Make sure everybody's doing okay. And then finally, this pertains more to Friday the 13th. So in particular, this is saying the Friday the 13th in February specific. So the day before Valentine's Day. Uh, okay. Okay. So if you leave your calendar, turn to Friday the 13th, a witch will claim you on the 14th on Valentine's Day. The next day. Yeah. I've had a witch claim me on Valentine's before. <laughs> more more than one or two. More than one or two. <laughs> Next up is don't consult the stars on Friday the 13th because oh. people do that apparently. This is a Friday 13th list we just jumped to. We did. Okay. We're on Friday the 13th. So don't what? Don't consult the stars. Well, I think that goes without saying. Just but, in general. In general. Not on any. Hey, no astrologist, day. stay away that day. Or pick up a new hobby. Or are they like fortune sayers? I don't know what I don't know what consulting the stars means. Fortune tellers are they fortune tellers? I think they use cards. That's tarot reading. That's tarot reading. We're all over the place. Well, next up, never start a new business on Friday the thirteenth. Damn it! Probably made that mistake once. (laughs) That goes without saying. Yeah. And then lastly, on Friday the thirteenth, 
to sleep without bad luck, fold the pantyhose or stockings of a woman across the foot of the bed with a straight pin inside one of the folds. <laughs> so, I, I don't know that I know a woman that wears pantyhose or stockings. Yeah. I don't either. And if I do, I apologize that I'm not paying close enough attention. I mean, that was definitely a thing back in the day, but I, what? Like flight attendants, maybe? Grandmothers? At church? I was going to say nurses, but they just wear scrubs. It's definitely flight attendants. Yeah, I think flight attendants do for sure. Now we're going to go to some of the more, I guess, common or well-known. These might be some things that you might be more familiar with. That's good because I've been lost on all of these so far. Well, sure. (laughs) Understandable. They've been pretty obscure, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we do around here. So these are going to be general superstitions not pertaining to Halloween. But they're going to be superstitions that are known within Texas. Yeah, they're spooky. Number one, a ring around the moon means bad weather is imminent. Yep. Have you heard that before? Yep. Yeah. That's an old farmer's thing. Yeah. I think a lot of these are going to be more like agriculture based, right? Number two, when bugs, specifically spiders, come into the house, rain is coming. Getting out of the weather. They're smart. Sure. Number three. Farmers should always plant root vegetables in the dark of the moon and above ground vegetables by moonlight. Hmm. It's it's lunar stuff. (laughs) It's definitely, definitely. So basically what they're saying is, is that when there's no moon, you're going to plant rooted vegetables like beets and carrots and things like that. When it is above ground, above ground, it's going to be when there's probably like a full moon. Moonlight. Moonlight. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I bet farmers are like, yeah, dude. They're probably like, y'all are, well. Ridiculous. Dummies. Yeah. Right. Shocker. But I think this is well known by them. Or by agriculturalists? Sure. Farmers. Farmers. (laughs) Killing chicken snakes bestows bad luck on you forever, particularly in the form of cows producing milk that's already sour. Well, this one could be an East Texas one as far as I know, because the only chicken snakes I've ever seen are in East Texas. And they are ginormous. Yeah, they are. And I wonder... That could explain why Dad's had some of the incidents he's had. Because I've seen him kill one or two chicken snakes before. You think he's has more, bad luck? More than more than a few chicken snakes. And those chicken snakes were ginormous, by the way. So it's like his luck is worse. Yeah. Well, I guess since he doesn't have a sour cow to milk. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think it's said especially a sour cow. It yeah. doesn't just stay there, but it's... If you have one, though, you're probably pretty screwed. Yeah. And if not, then luck just finds a way to screw you even more. Yep. If a buzzard crosses a person's path, he or she is doomed to live a life of bad luck. We'd all be screwed. How many times have you seen a buzzard cross the road while you're driving in front of it? Eating some roadkill. All the time. All the time. Next up on the list, a horseshoe nailed to a post over a door will bring good luck to you and your family. Well, I feel like I've seen that. Like, that's a thing. That's a thing. People do this. People do that. Yeah. I've seen. I mean, not today. Well, I think they still do it today. If I had an old cabin in the woods, I would so do that. Yeah. I mean, I I think that people do it just in their homes in general. I've seen it in homes in Lubbock. Well. (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't think I've seen it. A year or two ago. I don't think I've seen it. I think if I saw it, it'd be like in the movies with John Wayne. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, again, I think most of these things were well known back in the day. Yeah. They're not so much followed today. Lost to time. Right. And then the last thing is, you're not supposed to kill a horned toad. Because again, bad luck. 
Horn toads, huh? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever actually seen a horn toad. Oh, I've seen it. There's a lot of TCU people out there going, you've never seen a horn toad? Like in real life? In real life, they exist. They're all over. No. It's not like an extinct little creature. Well, no, I don't know it's not extinct. I'm just saying I've never been in an environment where I'm like, oh, there's a horned toad. I think you see them in West Texas, North Texas. Okay. Well. Probably good, Oklahoma. Good on them. So anyways, man, that's uh, that's, that's your that, list. That's the list of a lot of crazy superstitions from Texas. What do you think about that? I I think that's an old person's list. I think it's a, I think it's a very obscure list. I think some people, about 50% of the people out there are going to be like, oh, I've heard that. Y'all are dummies. Y'all don't know that. Now, the other 50%, probably like our 30 and under crowd, are going to be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? I'd be interested to know because, you know, there's some things that people like, it just gets passed down through their families. Yeah. And so I'd be willing to bet that one or two of these people are like, oh, yeah, that's that's just a thing. We know that. And it might just be one or two on that big list. But each family is different, right? And yeah. so their grandmother might tell tales about, you know, you only plant above ground or, yeah, above ground vegetables in the moonlight or, you know, you want to you wanna kill a witch, you put her hair in the fire. I, I don't know. Yeah, I um the ghosts, I'm all for. Nine times. Walk around it nine times. Honestly, no one ever says, you've seen a witch before? So I'm not too concerned about the witches. That you know of. The graves? Yeah. I'm going to still hold my breath. I'm going to hold my breath. I'm not going to point at one because my finger's going to fall off. Yeah. I'm going to totally act like I'm normal and I'm just going to be holding my breath and people are going to be like, hey, like, you know, it was like. I'm going to count the cars that are at a funeral because I want to see how popular somebody is. And I'm going to compare my like future <laughs> death to their current death. You don't count cars now. You just say, well, it's, it's a big, big line. That's a big line. Yeah. No. I and then I'll be like, those are some really nice cars. <laughs> like that person must be well to do or was well to do. They must be going to a luau. Sure. Anyways, brother. Happy Good spooky list. season. Happy spooky season. We've had a good run here. And uh, we're going to get back to our normal episodes next, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm ready to turn the page on Halloween. I know you are. Ooh. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right, friends, that's going to do it for this episode of the Texas Tales podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. If you'd like to keep up with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at TXTalesPodcast, or you can visit our online store at www.independencetrailretail.com for all things Texas swag. I'm Ryan, and that's Tracy. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.